This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Welcome to Inspirato Projecto. The time is now 10.58 p.m. Tonight is February 12th. I play the lottery. Uh, it's so interesting because... Um, I, 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 I play the lottery. I barely... I, I don't know how often I've played the lottery in my life. Maybe th- four times. And this is a spontaneous thing. And Tommy Bowie... We were on our way back from uh, Pala Casino yesterday. Which, by the way, that show was fantastic. Uh, if you listen to the, le- the episode before this one, you will hear some astounding synchronicities that happened while I was there. Whew. Just dynamite. Out of sight. Out of sight. Out of sight. So... So I got the lottery uh, ticket, and I didn't pick any special numbers. I just kind of let it be random. And I thought to myself, okay, how can I, if I win this, how can I be anonymous? And apparently there are some states where you can remain anonymous, but in California apparently you got to give your name. But there are things you can do. I guess, you know, you can either choose to not show up to the press conference or if you're at the press conference, choose not to answer their questions. Um, So I've just been researching. Today, I did yesterday too. I was looking up. um, First I was looking up, okay, can you remain anonymous? And then I was looking up... um, how do I stop the post office from making my address public? And then I was looking up, what are the first things you do when you win the lottery? And so I was just looking up all this different information and I was really like trying to come up with a good game plan that I could do where Nobody would have to know where I live. Nobody would know, have to know that I won. I didn't realize that the post office, when you change your address, they sell your information. Maybe this is obvious to you. I was looking this up on, online. I guess it's there in the fine print. Um, they're like, we don't, you know, we don't sell your information, but we do make it available uh to people who know what your previous address was. So it's like, well, thanks a lot, but you've already sold my, ad. you know, before there's this law, you already sold my information to all these companies, and it's already out there. If you, if you look up your name, chances are you will find places out there that show your address on there and your phone number and your family's addresses and phone numbers. Is that a nice thing for them to do? No. No. I think you've probably heard me mention a couple of times in this podcast where I've mentioned that intersection of privacy and security. 
we're doing this for your security. But you're peering through my windows. I want my privacy. We're doing it for your security. Well, who's, who's the security for you? Who's the authority of the authority? Who holds the authority figures accountable? So, I, I just don't want people know where I live. Or my exact apartment number, you know, any of that jazz. Um, I think it was only like that in the white pages back in the days because that's all you had. And I think, if I remember correctly, you could opt out of the white pages. I'm pretty sure that you could... Say, no, don't, don't add me to the phone book. Maybe they made you pay extra. But it's like, you're selling my information to these places, man. Junk mail will follow you wherever you're going. So then I thought, okay, well, maybe, what if I change my name, you know? So it's not Kurt Clendenin who wins the lottery, but it's a different guy. Maybe, uh, you know, if they require me, if they require me to show up to a press conference, um, I would wear a disguise. I would wear a disguise. I don't want people to know what I look like. Do you? Do you want people... if? Do you want people, do you want the whole world knowing that you won the lottery? Do you want people coming out of the woodwork? Asking you for money? Uh, I definitely help out my friends and family. And I'd fund movies, make my movies. So I, I was just figuring out this game plan. Um, have you won the lottery? If so, you can email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. I would love to interview you. I see how, how your life turned out after you won the lottery. I mean, that must be an interesting thing to go from being, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are some rich people who then win the lottery. I don't know. But to go from zero to a hundred, well, it's like it's like getting on for a bicycle ride. You turn the crank and it's going. You're speeding down the street. You're like, what the heck? Oh my gosh! That must be what it's like to win the lottery. I saw something. What was it? I don't know. I was somewhere, someone's house. Quite possibly my mom's house. And she was, uh, I think we were watching some show with people who won the lottery. And you see, you know, they just start going hog wild, buying all this stuff. And, uh, and then they end up broke again. But they're saying it's good to set up a trust fund, you know, set up that kind of bank account. So, and I think you can, 
I don't know. Oh, and then I was like, okay, address. Uh, How do I change the address? And they say, well, get a P.O. box. Well, yeah, okay. So the P.O. box is at the post office. There it is. People, you got to go there to get your mail. Uh, so, you know, you just go uh, to the post office each time. Um, you put on disguise, go in there, blah, 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 open your, your, uh, open up your, uh, post office box, get your stuff. Nobody would be any the wiser. Bob Pagani, um, pretended to be, oh my gosh, Bob Pagani pretended to be, um, he's a media hoaxer. He's friends with Alan Abel and friends with Andy Kaufman. Papagani pretended to be a lottery winner. They planned it out. They planned it all out. You can see his videos if you look up on YouTube. Bob Pagani. P-A-G-A-N-I. And put Bob Pagani lottery. There's some good articles out there about him. (laughs) His crazy exploits. So he pretended to be an out-of-work truck driver named Bob Pagano, and uh, he walked into a, oh, that's what it was. There's a big lottery happening. I guess there was some kind of rule where, like, if the lottery lottery was on a Friday, they would not announce the winner until Monday or something. Uh, So... uh, so the joke was um, Bob Pagani and Alan Abel were paid, you know, X amount of dollars to find a clever way to promote an author's book. Was his name Vitale? Motivational speaker. And the idea was that but so Bob walked into this restaurant and then he he was given like I think they were giving like two thousand bucks or something, which you know went really far back then because this was I think in the eighties maybe, where coffee had not yet gotten its popularity in the way that it did. I mean that was back when you could get seventy nine cents a cup of coffee. Ye old golden days. <laughs> and so uh, he walks in there with all this money. And Bob's like, hey. Um, I think he told the uh, told the person behind the counter. He's like, hey, I just won a lottery. Please don't let anybody know. But I just won that big lottery. And I want to buy everybody's food. He's like, I'll be right back. And while he was in the bathroom, wouldn't you know, the word starts getting around and people, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're calling up, uh, uh, camera crews, uh, 
calling up the news. Hey, we got the lottery winner here. He's eating at our restaurant. And so by the time he comes out of the bathroom, there are all these cameras in his faces. And he's sitting there and he's eating and there are all these cameras around him. This is how they promoted the book. So people were like, oh my gosh, well, that's, you know, that's great. You got the winning numbers. And then one of the questions you're usually asked is, how did you get those numbers? How did you get those winning numbers? And sometimes people go, oh, it's my daughter's birthday or it's my birthday or it's my house number, my old telephone number. So Bob said, well, I found all the numbers in this book. And he brings out Bob Vitale, Vitale, Dick Vitale. No, I think that's a radio announcer. Vitale, Vitale, I think it's Vitale. So Bob Pagetti goes, yeah, I found, I was just looking for this, through this book and I found it in this book. So there it is. He's saying this out loud to all these people. Uh, and now they're going, hmm, maybe, wow, maybe I need to get that book. You know, I need, need to take a closer look at that. And then, of course, the camera crews are recording this and that's being blasted out into the world. And by the time the truth came out, it wasn't until that Monday, but um, those guys like skedaddled right after they paid everybody's breakfast, breakfasts. And so that was just a really fun prank that they pulled off. They've done tons of stuff. Tons. Tons of stuff. But holy moly. I've just been having a wonderful time meeting wonderful people. And, uh, Lots of synchronicities, wonderful brainstorms, and it just feels so good. High vibrations all around. High vibrations all around. Evidently, I didn't sleep. Did I get home today? No. Did I? Oh, my God, I did. Oh my God, I got home today. Did I? I did. Oh my God, I got home today. Wow, I thought that was yesterday. Oh my God, no wonder I'm tired. I didn't have, I didn't have much sleep, man. I think I stayed till, up till uh, 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 3.30 or 4. And then uh, I went to sleep. That I woke up maybe eight this morning. Oh my gosh, no wonder. Wow. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Inspirato Projecto. There will be more where that came from. I know you are riveted. You are on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to be happening next. Tune on in for some extraordinary surprises. Extraordinary surprises. Oh, you know what would be fun is if I was one of those people who 
sleepwalked. I remember when I, when I grew up, uh, I remember, uh, I remember, uh, because I shared a room with my brother, he would tell me that I would sleep talk. He did too. And sometimes I would try to implant dreams into his brain, like he was being chased by creatures and stuff. I'd try to, you know, while he's sleeping, I'm like, or maybe I wake up because he starts talking and I'm like, I'm like, you know, Josh, be careful. The octopus is chasing you. <laughs> Plant little seeds in his brain. But there are those people who sleepwalk and they talk. They have talk. They have conversations. <sighs> you know, snack in the middle of the night and wake up. They don't know why they got potato chips all over the place. And then bagels, you know, crumbs in their sheets. But boy, wouldn't that be interesting? The sleeping podcaster, like Edgar, Ed, Ed, Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet, they called him. Look up Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. He would give medical advice while he was sleeping, and guess what? Zingo! It worked. Never underestimate the power of a good nap. Time is now 7.57 a.m. The 13th. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday the 13th. February. I don't know if I said this before on the podcast, but I thought it was so funny to have a movie called... uh... Oh, I don't know if I want to give this away. Well, it's documented here. It would be... Oh, what is it? Wednesday, February in Connecticut. Yeah. It takes place on Wednesday in February. Somewhere in Connecticut. You know how people call sherbet, they call it sherbert. There's an R, they just throw an R in there. Maybe the owner is a sher, uh, has an ice cream store, but they only sell sherbet. Sherbet? Sherbert, sherbet. So, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see if I can recreate this dream. I can recreate a portion of this dream. playing, I believe I was playing a video game with Mark and Tara. But I'm getting the feeling it was a virtual game. We were inside of a, a virtual sort of arena and Tara, maybe it was a boat? Maybe it was a boat? We were in a boat? But something happened where watch this and then something happened where I don't know if she spun the controller or something but then like this wave huge wave and then 
it catapulted us into the sky. So suddenly, evidently, it was like a rocket ship or something. And I got the idea that in the video game, in this game, while you're like, you're floating through the universe, they're like little, like, like, uh, orbs of light that are in certain patterns. And you, and you go, you know, you collect these things as you're flying up there. And each one that you swoop into and you collect it swoops you up to the other ones. And you just keep, you just keep getting this, more and more of this momentum. And I said, well, what's at the end of this universe? You know, does it just keep going? And I had a flashback in my brain at that moment uh, of Tara telling me that she and Mark were able to get to a certain spot. So I said, well, let's try to get it. Let's try to get there again. And the, the, ro- the rocket ended up going up into, it was like, it was supposed to be the end of the universe. And it was like, how do I explain this? How do I explain this? Mm. Basically, there was grass. Uh, And there's a house on this lawn. So he landed on this lawn and I was looking through the windows. It's a big picture window. And there were like, it looked like little kids in there, but I don't remember seeing them moving. I remember seeing like, it looked like it was into a kit. We were looking into a kitchen. And the kids or little people I can't really remember their faces, but they were in there. And they just looked like they were just in still motion. Like they were like, you know, like the, uh, oh, this popping in my brain. You know those, uh, like whenever you see movies where, um, I think this is in The Hills Have Eyes, where it was like an old, like, like uh, those towns where they're, they're mannequins. It's like a town of like, for atom bomb testing, apparently, or something. But they look like crash test dummies or something. But they're fro- they're frozen, these frozen mannequins in a town. I think that was in the Hills Have Eyes, I think. And, uh, and there are little houses there. So this kind of reminded me of that in a sense. However, it was, it was nighttime. You know, there's like a little lawn, there's a fence. It went around the border. It was a small, small yard. And the house was... Um, a small house. It kind of stretched a little bit. But yeah, right in, through that window, it looked like there were these little little creature beings. And then, then I was like walking along. And I... 
I can't remember if we saw. More of them, or or if a crystal creature came out. So, you know, I took a zinc tablet before I fell asleep. Sometimes I'll take a zinc tablet, sometimes I'll take a magnesium tablet. There's this other, there are these supplements, they're called Herataki. H-A-R-U-T-A-K-I mushrooms, these these little tablets. Look for this online, Third Eye, Third Eye Hirataki. Now these are an Ayurvedic, um, something that they've been doing for a long time. In Hinduism, these guys, these, 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 Spiritualists, these teachers, they 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 take this supplement, and um, heck, maybe they even eat it. Just go ahead and eat it in the mushroom form. But they figured out how to get it in the, into the little pill forms, and you can take this throughout the day. But if you take it before you fall asleep, um, you get good dreams too. And uh, so I just did the transformative shift eight wife fed the cats and then I just did the transformative shifting cube again and uh, so I'm looking forward to see what kind of more synchronicities evolve what kind of more synchronicities evolve Um, here's an interesting affirmation to say to yourself and I've been saying this every day before I fall asleep and every day I wake up there's a TikTok video I saw where a girl was um, talking about manifestation. You know, all the times we hear about manifestation, like, oh, we have to get into this vibration of manifestation. We gotta get into that vibration of the manifestation in order to manifest it. However, as Bashar talks about, and it's great, when you see other sources also reaffirming what other sources that, you know, you resonate with, when you see them coming across the same information in different ways, and, and then, then they're sort of, you know, it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a high five to it. Um, the idea of the fact that every single reality exists right now. If we just play with this idea. If we just play with this idea. Let's do a non-analytical approach to this. Let's just, you know, we're not going to try to match science or whatever. Uh, we've Right now, we're, you know, let's just say this. Every single, every single possibility exists. Every version of yourself exists. Every time that you took a, every time that you can, had a uh, crossroads of a choice of either doing this or doing that, there's another version of you in another reality that took that other path. So all of those paths already exist out there, out there in the quantum field. And the idea is to, you know, you can quantum jump, so to speak, and invite those into your reality experience. So there's a version of you that's totally, totally rich out there that did whatever they did. They chose, you know, they followed their heart. They, they, they followed their passions. They, you know, went forth and just following their highest excitement. Bam. All of a sudden, there are those versions of you out there that are rich. There are those versions of you out there that are uh, construction workers, that are uh, uh, ice skaters, uh, that are... Uh, Kite, professional kite flyers, all those things. So 
this is this is a good thing to let me give you this this is something good to say before you go to sleep and when you wake up remember those are the times when we when we are at our highest hypnotic state suggestive state this is why you don't watch the news before you fall asleep and why you don't watch the news when you wake up in the morning this is why you don't go to sleep after you've been arguing with your spouse your significant other um you just you gotta you know clear your head put the good vibes in there and so repeat this to yourself i am in the timeline of my highest good my deepest desires and my ultimate fulfillment. I want you to get a pen right now, okay? I want you to get a pen, and I want you to write this down. If you have one. This is a little chunk. Just try this out. Just try this out. Your higher mind knows these things. These things already exist out there. What you're doing is you're kind of conjuring them into this experience. You're You're allowing and enabling yourself to experience that version of yourself. So here we go. You ready? I am in the timeline of my highest good, my deepest desires, and my ultimate fulfillment. I'm in the timeline of my highest good, my deepest desires, and my ultimate fulfillment. One more time. I'm in the timeline of my highest good, my deepest desires, and my ultimate fulfillment. Um, As you well know, in the other podcast, I documented to you the extraordinary synchronicities that were happening. And, uh, my goodness... You got to experience them live right there. And uh, we've just been too taught to believe that when these extraordinary experiences happen, that since we have no sort of frame of reference on how to handle them or what to do next, you know, that might be a wonderful thing. That's something I wish I was taught at 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 a young age when I first started noticing coincidences. I'm putting this in quotes, coincidences and, you know, back then that was the only word I had for these things, coincidence. Um, so since we're not, uh, we're not given those tools at a young age on what to do when we, when we notice these things, we, we end up just calling them quinky dinks or, oh, it's a small world. And then we just shuffle it off to the side without giving it much thought. But those of us, you know, when those of us who do give thought to this, I go, well, okay, there's something, there's, this is something to consider. It wasn't until, after moving out to California, it wasn't until I saw the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Because first of all, what a great, what a great title. I saw it in the LA Weekly, What the Bleep Do We Know? And it was, and I was like, "This is great—a philosophical film. I've never seen something like this before." I mean, I know, I know there are films out there that have philosophies. What about this? What about that? What's my purpose? Yada yada. <laughs> words, words, words. But there was not a film that helped to kind of explain the mechanics behind it all. So once I saw what the bleep do we know, all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, I'm causing these realities. 
These coincidences that I experience are a re direct result of me causing them? Because you can, you can follow that. I like to call it the umbilical cord. I've, I've talked about this many occasions. I just have to re-remind myself and you because it's always good. It always feels good to be reminded of this. When that synchronicity, when that serendipity, when that moment happens, that deja vu, it happens in that moment, think back to when you were talking about that thing, when you heard someone talk about that thing, when you read something about that thing in a book, when you heard that thing being sung on a radio, when you saw a sign, you know, maybe, maybe it was on a license plate on your way somewhere. Maybe it was on a billboard on the way somewhere. Maybe it was graffiti on the side of a passing train. Remember that time, how you felt during that time while you were thinking about that. And you know, every time I've noticed, was I was excited, I was enthused, I was filled with joy. That highest, highest vibration. That was the state that I was in when I was thinking about those things, when I was, when I saw those things, when I heard those things, when I considered those things. And then, bam! Here this is now. This is happening. So, if you know, we can look at. Let's look at one side of the coin here. One side of the coin is, oh, wow, what a quick get ink, what a, what a, uh, what a small world, oh, what a small world. And then you're just constantly in awe of it, which is great. I found myself, when I was in awe of it, I found myself powerless to not know what to do next. I was like, yes, and what, and what now? You know, because when I would share it with people, unless I was sharing it with people who, others who uh, got it, who, who were uh, appreciative of it, I, I really didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't get much of a response. Oh, what a queen kidding, what a small world. And that was it. It's, they didn't, we didn't want, to, they didn't want to investigate it further. So, okay, so there's the one side of the coin. Okay, it just keeps happening to me because it keeps happening to me. Now there's the other side of the coin going, this is happening. Now, how do, how do, I, how do I now create more of these with intention? How do I intend these things to happen? Now this is a, a tricky situation sometimes because this is where we don't want to get caught up with that worry. Okay, I really want this thing to happen. Oh my gosh, when is it gonna happen? And it's like the more that we're worrying about it, the more that we're expecting it, the more all that stuff, it's like. And especially if we expect it to arrive in a specific way um, remember folks, we are not, we, <clears throat> we, 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 we dream it up, we intend it, oh yes, I could totally imagine this happening, oh what if this happened, wow that'd be great, and put it up to the higher mind, let it take care of it, so, it's just, it's amazing because when we find ourselves going, here's my intention, I'm putting this out there. And then when it happens, it's so very important to celebrate that. It's so very important to celebrate that. It's like going, 
I can't wait to have my birthday. I can't wait to have my birthday. And then when your birthday arrives, you don't, you don't celebrate. Well, what was the point in conjuring up the birthday uh, party if you weren't going to celebrate, if you weren't going to enjoy yourself at the party? <laughs> I mean, um, so celebrate, celebrate at the party. You know, and people are going to show up to the party. Circumstances are going to play at the party. Music is going to play at the party. Food is going to be at the party. Desserts that you've never tasted, people you haven't seen, <clears throat> music you haven't heard, is going to decor, design, production design, is going to be at that birthday party that you may not recognize. But that's okay. Because you allowed those who are helping out with making that birthday party do what they do best. You, you allowed them to run off and follow their inspirations and add into it and they have your considerations in mind and they go, yeah, I think they're going to like these color balloons, you know, and oh, they've never seen a sparkly one before, let's let's bring out some silvery ones, silver sparkle ones. And uh, and others are like, oh, well, I know, I know you like peanut butter, so uh, yeah, let's make some peanut butter squares, let's make some, uh, let's make a peanut butter cake. So, it's important to celebrate those things. And I got to tell you, wow, I was coming across such great vibes. After we played our show, it was 1,400 people sold out, sailed out, baby, sailed out. 1,400. The line to get everybody in. We had to, we had to push the show late because if we started on time, not everybody would have, would have been able to make it in there on time to see it. So we had to push it until, I think we were going to start at 8. But I think we started at uh, closer to 9. The line stretched from the door out through the casino, snaked along, snaked along. And, um, wow, just incredible. Just incredible. great time and after the show um, I had a marvelous conversation with this woman named Kimberly who it was just awesome to geek out with someone about like uh, well independent movies French new wave cinema the things that I've been investigating lately, these were things that she had studied when she was going to uh, film school way back in the day. And uh, she had, uh, helped out with various artists when she worked at CAA. It's interesting. Um, I hold on hold that thought I'm going to go listen to the first part of what I recorded yesterday to make sure that I'm not repeating anything that I repeated yesterday and then I'll get back to the story thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto hold on one second here's your fun fact Cats are the sleepiest of all mammals. 
They spend 16 hours of each day sleeping. With that in mind, a seven-year-old cat has only been awake for two years of its life. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. All right. I just listened back, and I'm glad to hear that I'm not repeating what I said in the previous segment. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so this woman that I met, she worked at CAA for a number of years helping uh, manage all the ar- these artists. And I told her, you know, it's so interesting because uh, a friend of mine ended up, uh, she had a friend, she had a contact at CAA. And and she said, uh, oh yeah, my, you know, I can, oh, because my friend was managing me. And uh, she had a friend <laughs> at CAA who's going to be my, uh, an agent, my agent. Now, the thing with these, these big talent agencies out there is that they have tons of talent. So now, in the, you know, when you're, when you're, I'll just say it this way. When you come out to California, you're taught that you have to beat the competition. Oh, you, you know, there's all this you got to fight against. All this competition. And n- nobody's teaching you that you could just carve your own path and you could do it your own way. And uh, and so what happens is you get your headshots and then you send them out to agents and then maybe the agent will call you in and then maybe the agent will send, send you out for, you know, the, the ideas they send you out for auditions. Maybe a casting director will call you in and then maybe you get called back and then maybe you get the part. So there's so, so much desperation in there that is placed on the actors. And what happens is because there are these agencies like CAA, Endeavor, just these different talent agencies out there that these big-named actors, actresses belong to, they, you know, there's this idea that you get lost in the shuffle. They have so many clients, they're really trying to concentrate on the ones that are making them money because typically agents or managers, back in the day it was 10%, but now I think it's like 15 or 20% they make whatever you're making. That's the only way that they make money, apparently. And uh, so, so here I was, I was going to this big agency, CAA, and I go into this place. They didn't even interview me. They didn't even see my, look at my headshot or my resume. They're like, oh, do you have a headshot resume? I'm like, yeah. The guy didn't even really even look at it. I'm going, whoa, like this is astounding. I'm being given this opportunity to just walk into the doors of CAA and you know how many other people out there are hoping that their headshot makes it from the mailroom to the eyes of a of a talent agent and here i am walking in and he's like okay here's here's a you know here's the contract i'm like going this is bizarre this is amazing and bizarre and i'm reading through the contract and it says Anything that you create, we own. So, and I had been creating my own projects on the side, you know, my own side projects. And I thought, 
uh, you know, so I asked this guy, I said, uh, so CAA is going to own any of the projects that I'm making? He's like, yeah, but, you know, we really don't, uh, he's like, oh, don't worry about that. It's just the fine print. He's like, we don't really, you know, we don't really, uh, it's not really that big of a deal or something. He said something like that. And uh, I said, well, can I take this home and consider it? You know, can I, can I uh, have someone take a look at this? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was more val- valuable for me to be able to create my own projects without anyone adding their name to it that, that was not in there on the ground floor or... Like, I'll give credit, I'll give people credits to my projects who haven't even worked on them. I do, I do that. Uh, but it's because I want to do it, not because they're, they're, they're asking me to do it, not, not because they're, they're insisting that I have to do it, <laughs> right? There's a, there's a vast difference there. I'm hungry, I want to eat versus you better eat this food now. You know, there's a different, there's a much different vibe in those two things. And so uh, I didn't go back. So I thought, so anyway, back to the talk of this woman, Kimberly. I was like, wow, that's so interesting. You used to work at CAA. You know, this is what happened here and this is what was going on. And uh, so it's, it's just interesting. I think we're going to be creating projects together. I'm looking forward to it. She wants to... She said, I either want to help produce things or I want to help talent. And I said, well, let's do that both together. Uh, let's do that. Because I have talent. <laughs> it just so happens, a little bird told me that I have, well, I'll say skills. I have skills that I've, I've, that I've acquired through the years, working on various things. So... I believe I just might end up interviewing her for the podcast. I've been coming across so many great people to interview for the podcast. Lisa Bowman, who I met on TikTok. Rob Franabarger, he's the one who uh, did the QHHT session with me. Lisa Bowman is highly intuitive, psychic, uh, knows all about a whole bunch of things has been visited by extraterrestrials. Uh, oh, there's so much good stuff there. Rob knows lots of things. Rob is the one, he's the QHHT practitioner who I'm going to interview. Um, and uh, I'm going to talk about my, my QHHT experience that I had with him. What, what, uh, I discovered how it relates to my current life. So I think I'll be making that as a podcast. Have you ever been hypnotized? Do you know what QHHT is? It's quantum healing hypnosis technique. It was devised by Dolores Cannon. She and her husband We're hypnotists just helping people get over their fears of spiders, uh, smoking addictions, things like that. 
and this one woman where they this is the very first time they came across this and of course past lives were not talked about back then nobody had any frame of reference nobody was talking about that stuff so she and her husband were the pioneers in this area and they this woman that they put under all of a sudden she starts speaking in this new york accent she starts talking about being a flapper in a club in the 1920s and suddenly she realizes suddenly dolores uh, and her husband realize wait a second did we tap into a different life? We must have. And so, sure enough, turns out that that woman was a chain smoker back in the day in the 1920s, and that spirit held on to that throughout this time. And that's why the woman currently to this day, you know, or at that point was a chain smoker because of that past life of hers. And, uh, So they were able to recognize that, tell that spirit, okay, you don't need to hold on to her anymore. You are dead. You are gone. And please take your take your smoking with you. And, uh, but, you know, see you later. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by. And uh, time to get off the ride. Time to get off the ride. So, you know, the lady woke up and her... Uh, and she she never once smoked again. Look up Dolores Cannon. I love it. I love her. Her stuff is great. She's got wonderful books. D-O-L-O-R-E-S Cannon. The Convoluted Universe series. There are, I think there are five books, which is great because five, Bashar talks about five. Five is the number of synchronicity. Also 23, 32, uh, other variations. But five is a number of synchronicity. And that fifth book, what's great is it has infinity on the on the cover. And I love the number eight because it reminds me of infinity. It reminds me of my infinite self. And um, so to have that eight and the five just intertwined right there, wow, just so cool. So cool. I got to get back to reading more passages from Dolores Cannon on uh, TikTok. Because I do post videos of her. Um, however, there's so much material that she talks about that's... But that's in the books that is not in, in her videos. So that's something I'd like to do. Uh, have you ever had out-of-body experiences? Have you had paranormal experiences? I would love to talk to you. You can call the hotline. Talk about your experiences. Call the hotline. 561-203-9179. You can also email me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. By the way, yesterday I was contacted by a young man on Instagram, well, he, he followed me, and I noticed, wow, he's got great music on there. And uh, he's singing Beatles tunes and doing great just instrumentals and stuff. And uh, so he messaged me yesterday. And uh, he said that he found me from Metatron5555. Uh, 
I think it's only four fives. That's a that's a that's one of the uh, usernames on uh, that's one of the usernames on TikTok. And this guy, he, you know, he he and I comment on each other's videos. So this kid followed me through Metatron's TikTok, and then somehow found my Instagram. Oh, that's right, because I got my Instagram on my TikTok. That's right. That's right. So um, he's like, yeah, I, I he's like, uh, I. I recognize your, I can recognize who you are from a former life. I said, a past life? He goes, yes. And he goes, do you know who George Martin is? And I said, George Martin? Yeah, he produced the Beatles. And all of a sudden the kid put up a picture of George Martin's face, young George Martin. And I go, whoa. And I'm looking at him and going, wow, this is interesting. We do have a facial, similar facial features. And he goes, I've, I've come to learn that I was John Lennon in a past life. And I've met the others who were the other Beatles. And I was going, interesting. See, I don't, when I hear these things, I don't go, oh, that's weird. That's bizarre. Get out of my life. I got to block you. I go, let's go deeper into this. Let's find out. Let's see what these reasons are. Let's see. Um, let's see. I listen, you know, I listen to these people who've got these intuitions. I'm curious. Dive deeper. So this kid wants to, Adam is his name, he wants to collaborate with me, I'm sure, on music, I suppose. So more and more of these people are coming out of just who knows where. Ever since I started doing the transformative shifting cube exercise each morning, more and more. Just keep arriving out of the woodwork. Email me if you want the PDF. I'll send you the PDF. I'll send you the website where you can download the information on how to use this thing. Email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to uh, sending it to you. And then, of course, hearing your experiences. Oh boy, I've talked your ear off. I've talked my ears off. Uh, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Take care. I'll talk to you more later. Whoa, uh, I was just sent a text message in the Yachtly Crew text thread of a guy named Sam Ryder. This golf player. Oh my God, this dude got a hole in one. These are important things to remember. This is quite interesting, especially after talking about the lottery. Um, these things are possible. No one ever thought the Cubs would win the World Series, and I'm, I'm not a sports guy. However, I see when I when I see what seems to be an impossible thing that many, many, many people have recycled over and over, going, "Oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. That'll never happen." I always believe that the celebration of when that does happen better equal, it better equal and or even be more so in the opposite direction. So in other words, if someone's like, no, that'll never happen, that'll never happen. And someone is very, very deep on that kind of energy. When that does happen, oh boy. It's like, okay, where are you now? It's like, okay, are you going to celebrate along with that? Are you going to celebrate along with that? 
because it's so rare. This dude hit a hole in one. And knowing that these things are possible, we're amping up here, folks. We're amping up here, folks. Oh my God, this is exciting. We are entering in this realm. If you're noticing as much as I am, the fact that so many things are happening in our world now where it is so absurd, so absurd. Who, who would have thought that the Pentagon would have finally, finally admitted that, yes, indeed, uh, they've been studying UFOs uh, for the past, you know, who knows how many decades. Stuff that the, quote, conspiracy theorists, or as I like to call them, detective, detectives, have already been telling us for years. That the, uh, the spiritualists, that the shaman in the Amazon rainforests have been telling us for years, decades, decades, decades. So, um, or heck, look at the hieroglyphs, you know, millennia. So, we're seeing a lot more of these kinds of things happening now. A lot more of these things. World peace, the world peace we've been wanting, it's happening right now. Take a look around. I'm not going to mention anything specifically. But I'm, it's, it's a very loud thing that's happening now. And, uh, and let's, just, let's just add an important note. There are no burning buildings involved. There's a lot of snow shoveling involved. There's a lot of trash being picked up involved. Um, there's a lot of singing, dancing, praying in front of uh, statues. Um, ugh. Ugh. So much, there's so much kindness and so much seemingly surreal stuff that's going on right now. Whoa, whoa. These are very, very, very important to pay attention to. Just the fact that you are listening to this at this specific moment in time is equal to the idea of winning the lottery, as far as I'm concerned. The fact that you uh, were born with ears, the fact that you were born at all, the fact that I was born at all, the fact that here we are meeting at this intersection of the space-time continuum in this particular reality of all parallel realities, we are meeting right here, right now, communicating with each other. How phenomenal is that? Just imagine all the things that had to align in order for this interaction to take place. You're a magical being. And I, and I really hope that you realize this. This is your permission slip to believe so. You are a magical being. I don't care what anybody else in your life, if you have naysayers in your life, they are just... What they're saying to you is, is what they're saying to themselves inside. And isn't that torturous? So no one is required to stay in a situation that is not serving their higher purpose their greatest aspirations. Oh, hole in one, baby. I want you to take a moment, look back on your life, look back on all the things that you thought would be seemingly impossible, all the things that people told you would be, would be impossible, and you broke through to the other side. Jim Morrison is very proud of you right now. You broke on through to the other side. You broke on through to the other side and this isn't like lightning just striking once in the same location, which, by the way, lightning doesn't just strike once in the same location. There have been times where lightning has struck many times in the same location, the same spot. So look back on all those times. Take note of it. Realize 
You have done it before. You will do it again. You're doing it now. You're doing it now. You are doing it now. Do you make lists like I do? Do you have lists? Go get your list. Look at that list of those things that you want to do. The things that are preferable to you. I'm not talking about just, you know, the errands that you have to run. Oh, I got to pick up uh, toilet paper. Got to get some cereal. Got to get cat food, whatever it is. Let's talk about that. Yes, that. But in, in it, and in addition to that, all the things that you have just wanted to do. Think back on all the things that you wanted to do that you did. Think on all the things that you want to do right now. So all your job is for an ego, just just get excited about it. Get excited about it. There's that parallel, parallel reality. Shift it on over. You are infinite. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto.